everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast, brought to you by the co-host you all love to tune in and listen to. One, mm. it's me, Barry3D Carter. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, on my side, the man, the myth, the legend, my cousin, the man who could have been a Transformer, would have been a subwoofer. One and only. Mm. DJ Rod C. DJ Rod how low can you go? Oh, uh, how low can you go? Bass. Mm. Okay, all right, all right. I'm good. I'm gonna try to behave this time. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Um, <laughs> so you can see the name here. You're wondering, wait, hey, what's going on? And uh, tonight, tonight, today, wherever you listen to this podcast, um, thank you for tuning in. As I said before, and we are going to go hard for International Women's Month. Now, hmm. and then we did our episode last week for March Madness, and it kind of kind of coincides, so it kind of, you know, bleeds over, but this is what we're starting off with. So before we get into right. that, we got to do our normal roundtable. So first and foremost, support the books. Without the books, you won't have the shows, and you won't have the movies, and all that other stuff that we love to... Uh, all that and, all the good stuff. All the good stuff that we love to embrace. So make sure, if you're out in Kitchener, please go and see Wes over at Wild Comics. Tell him we said hi. Him and the boys will definitely hook you up with some great stuff. From comic books to collectibles to statues, you've seen some of them on our backgrounds over the years um, that we've been doing the show. So, yes, that's for sure. If you're out in Montreal, make the trek over to our old stomping grounds on the South Shore back in Broussard. Mm-hmm. Go over and check out Check Swing Comics. Tell Trevor we said hi. They got everything from sports cards to Dungeons and Dragons books and all other role-playing books. And, of course, comic books that we talk about. And if they don't have it, they can get it. Trust me, they small shop but loaded with stuff. Uh, on top of that, keep an eye out because the boys are back and we're all over. We've done a couple of shows so far, and that's for A Touch of Grey Matter. So A Touch of Grey Matter, A Touch of Grey Comedy, look for us. It's myself along with Zelfa Lee, Dave Sakalowski, and we usually have a special guest that joins us on stage when we're doing our live shows. And we'll have a recorded show starting uh, soon enough in the future. It's just everyone that Dave's doing a whole lot of um, charity work. So that is amazing and, and good on him for uh, Dave Sakalowski. So keep an eye on his post and see where you can donate to help uh, out him and the Widow Sons. They do a lot of great fundraising work. And um, and then, of course, uh, we, we please remember, like, subscribe, and share. Don't let this show be a secret. Rate and review. We, we go through this all the time, and this helps the channel grow and keeps us doing what we like to do. And we like to hear back from you. So that, that I think that covered uh, most of it. And, of course... As always, this episode and all our episodes are recorded on Podbean, so you can find iconis.podbean.com. That's a mouthful. And you can see the shows, and we have links below. So, you know, please sign up to Podbean if you're thinking about doing any kind of podcasting. And it doesn't even have to be on comic books like we do. It can be on any subject that you want to talk about in any format. So they are really great at helping you uh, get that library and getting all the information out there and having it linked to wherever people download and stream their podcasts from. So definitely, definitely one to look out for. On the last note, mm. the man that makes us look so pretty, the man that if you mention his name, will give you a discount. This man is the unseen member at times, most of the time, but he's always felt his presence always felt he's always here rod who am i referring to jay bird digital art jay bird digital arts if you need templates any kind of media for your business for your online presence no matter what it is jay Mm. will hook you up 
You tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you that old oh, blessed be discount. Oh yeah. <laughs> right on. Now, that brings us to today's episode. Today's episode, Rod, you can introduce this. Rod, Rod was the one that called out this one, and I'm like, right on. I support it. Let's go. Who are we talking about today, Rod? Ladies and gentlemen, as the words say upon the top of the title, it goes by Iconis is proud to present. Now, we're not talking about no kitchen utensils or kitchen, uh, anything in the kitchen with fire and ice, because, you know, um, opposite the track, they, they're not good for each other. Fire melts ice, ice, uh, ice, uh, fire melts ice, ice freeze fire, or makes it cold that there's no ice. It's all confusing. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. Opposite the track, fire and ice. Opposite the track. But, ladies and gentlemen, listen, who are these characters? We're talking about some characters uh, from the DC world, DC universe, and uh, we're going to get into it. These are some very unique characters, um, two wonderful ladies who have very unique powers. And as their names say, fire and ice. That's basically a good indication of what their powers are. But let's get into it. Oh, yes, let's absolutely. See. I was happy that you called these two out because I, I, they kind of escaped my, my, my vision at one point. I mean, there's so <laughs> many people to talk about, so many characters. But fire 100%. and ice. Good combo, good team. And they didn't start off as a team that way, but everyone just kind of puts them together. So we'll get into it. So we're going to break it down. So first, we're going to talk about fire. Uh, and we're going to break this out. We're going to talk about fire, get into our backstory, talk a little bit about our origin. And then we're going to do the same thing for ice. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to fan cast both fire and ice. You know, I got my picks for fire and ice. Rob's got his picks for fire and ice. We don't know what our picks are for each other. We just go get into it and see how we agree. And as the saying goes, Let's go. Yeah. Right on. So we're going to break it down with Fire. So when Fire first came out, Fire, um, first of all, the character made her first appearance in the Super Friends comic book, issue number 25, back in 1979. Super Friends? You know? Yeah, wow. That's uh, that's a deep cut, ladies and gentlemen, right off the bat. That's far back. Far back. And we're not even talking Super Friends, the cartoon. We're talking mm-hmm. the comic book by DC that ran in tandem with the cartoon and had other expanded storylines. So she made her first appearance, Super Friends, number 25, um, you know, on October 1979, created by E. Nelson Bridewell and Romoa Faradin, or Faradin. Get my pronunciation? You know the show. I always get the names wrong. I apologize to the people out there. I'm trying. <laughs> so she's had many origins over the time, and they've gotten mm-hmm. retconned and retconned and retconned. So we're going to try to piece together the basis of it. So when she first made her appearance in there, um, her name was Beatrice da Costa. Mm-hmm. She's Brazilian. So she's got that Latino heat. Right, right. Into okay, okay. And her and her and her name at the time was Green Furry. Right, right. She wasn't fire at this point. She went by the Green Furry, and her powers. You know, depending on which thing you go, which origin origin you go with, um, it started off that she got her powers through a mystic, uh, you know, it was 
given to her by a Brazilian mysticism, like Brazilian magic. They don't really get too much into it, but it's Brazilian magic. Now, her first appearance, as I said, back then, she started off and she was um, the CEO. Uh, sorry, she, or she was the president of Wayne Enterprises over in Brazil. Oh, okay. So that means she's already got ties to Batman. She's working. So that that's how she came into her. And I think, okay, fine. She's a president of Wayne Enterprises in Brazil. All right. So that means she would know Bruce Wayne. She wouldn't know Bruce Wayne as Batman. She just knows Bruce Wayne. Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne's bank account to the rescue. All right. We've gone through that. You've seen it. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, and, and she gets the powers now. Now, when she had her powers, she got her powers. It's, it's, so her powers are magic based, and she's able to exhale flame. So she pretty much blows fire out of her mouth. Fire, yes. And and the powers were very rare. I mean, she was able to magically change her costume. She would get green hair, and then she would breathe out green fr- flame, like raw, raw, like a dungeon dragon. Ah, oh, Buster Rhymes. And, and she would use that to fly. So she wouldn't fly herself. She would just kind of tilt her head down, looking at the ground, and then blow. Basically, basically, it sounded just like a banshee. Yes. Yes. But she would use the, the flames to propel her through the air. That woman got a strong neck because she got to keep looking down the whole time and blowing flames. Hard facts. Hard facts. Hard facts. I know there's jokes in there, but this is, <sighs> this is not that show for it, so... Uh, shame on I you. Realized, I just realized I just realized where you went. Yeah. Okay, cool. Shame shame on you. Shame on you, right? See me on my comedy stuff and then we can talk. Okay. So she would be able to fly, uh her clothing, she could change it at will. And mm-hmm. and you know, she had a, a limited capacity to project hallucination. So that's mm-hmm. what her power was. Now I think they could have done more with that. I think that was very to me, that particular origin, in my opinion, was a little bit yeah, rushed. Yeah. Rushed. I like I like her second origin a little bit more, and mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Or or there's part. Let's say she's had like three four origins, and I think there's things I like from each one that would make sense mm-hmm. to me if you put it all together to make one solid one. So that that's part one of her origin. Rod, what do you think of that particular part of her origin? Is that something? I, what, what what's the answer for you? It's it's um. I'm not trying to say low base entry level but i mean more stuff could have been done i mean in, in a sense if you're having someone who have fiery type powers mystical fiery powers um they could have the mystical end of basically her having uh clothes that she can change on will okay eh, sure yeah, you know yeah. wants to change around three times yeah, 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 outfit, exactly yeah. well, we'll give that that you know uh be able to breathe fire kind of scenario like oh Okay, that's yeah, yeah, a little sure. that's a little that's a little harsh, a little heavy to me on that sense. I'm like Halitosis. What? Just saying. Here's some Listerine. She'd make a great commercial, a great model for Listerine. That's all I'm gonna say. But eh, I don't know. That might be not good. Um but I, I'm just saying that I agree with you, like the different changes that like we said, we'll get into all her different origins. Uh having the ability to fly versus breathing it out. I, I I guess I can see in their end they're thinking like like you know uh like a jet propeller type of thing you have you know you need the heat you need the fire to protect yourself forward mm-hmm. okay uh, do it from her hands do it from her feet you, you know what I mean I I would have I would have projected that I would have said that but doing it from her mouth and I'm like in a sense like uh 
it definitely you obviously got the right word. It felt rushed. It felt like something we need to make a character, and it was probably you know as we will see, it's more of a. It wasn't supposed to be a long term, a, a long term character. That's right. how I look at it. The character wasn't wasn't meant to or created to be long term. Make a couple of couple of appearances, and then fade into the darkness. You'll see some green in the darkness, realizing, don't worry, fire is there. Oh, fire, we need to bring you back here. That type of scenario. Other than that. Right, exactly. That's what I think. Yeah, and that's why I said, so, you know, I liked, and now here's the part I liked about this, right? So you heard where I was like, mm, no. But what I liked about it was it's a Brazilian Huron, or hero. Uh, okay, whatever you heroine, want to go Heroin. Heroin. There you go. Brazilian heroin. Mm-hmm. I like that. From once yeah. we're outside of North America. Okay. 100%. Right? You know, or Brazil. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I'm bad with geography. You know what I mean? It's not USA and it's not Canada. It's Brazil. Welcome to Brazil. Puerto Rico. Hey. Hey. Sorry. I got to stop watching Fast and Furious. Uh, so she's from Brazil. I like that. I like that they said mystic. So now we're getting into the every culture. Mm-hmm. has their superstitions, has its beliefs, have their mysticisms to it. That is something I want to see more because, 100%. you know, the, the Mayans, the Aztecs, they have their gods. So, it right, if Shazad could call on the power of the gods, why not find out more about, and I don't know enough about it, about Brazil, Brazil's background in the mystic arts or what their superstitions are or what their uh, stories they might have had, you know, I've heard that you know of lore, folk- folklore, within Brazilian culture. That is something to explore. That that is something heavy to explore, especially that you've had this character to be the gateway for that. Especially if it's Mystic Flame, is this character an avatar? Is her power granted by somebody? Uh, mm-hmm. she, you know, it, is you know, it, it could have opened up a lot more with that. So that there, to me, is a, a point as a gateway to get into the to Brazilian culture and really and the Mayans, the Mayans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you okay, so Mayans, right? Exactly, and, and Mayans and, and, Mayans and, and stuff like that. And they do have their share of gods. Everyone knows about Norse, Greek um, gods, or slash Roman, right? Right. Uh, and there's a lot of um, things on, and and this is interesting with fire and ice. Now that I'm thinking about it, so. You know, Norse Greek gods, uh, you know, people know about the Egyptian gods to a certain degree, be in within comic books, how they pertain, mm-hmm. you know, thanks to other properties like, as I said, Shazam and Wonder Woman. They really did it. They actually did a four issue miniseries called War of the Gods, you know, penciled by uh, George Perez. Um, mm-hmm. Loved it. That I can, ex- you know, where she would fit into it depending on what it is. And if it's not that, then she would fall into that Dr. Fate category with mystic users because she's got mystic flames that come out of her mouth. Right. So that was one of her origins. And then she joined a team at the time not, you know, called the Global Guardians. Okay, meaning the Justice League is the Justice League because at the time it was Justice League of America. Right. The Global Guardians were covering the literally the rest of the globe and it had people from all over the world. So I had a hero from Greece, Brazil, mm-hmm. Japan, all, right, and and okay, represented. Like it was like United Nations of heroes, and it was funded by the United Nations. Right. It was Stormwatch before Stormwatch. Nice. 
Nice. Good, good. Touche, sir. Touche. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that could have gone more into certain aspects that they would have given them the chance. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my point right there. And I said, I know you got a point mm-hmm. there. And, and give no, me a few seconds. Yeah, sure, I, sure. I, and I said, now I know, you know, uh, she becomes a member of the Global Guardians um, and when Superman is recruited by Dr. Mist. Uh, looking for assistance or find these ancient artifacts, so they kind of team up. So that that's that's one thing. So meaning that she's got magical powers, and she's got to deal with the Man of Steel. Bum, 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 bum. What's Superman's weakness? Crypty, crypty, crypta, crypto knight. Crypto knight. That's one. But his other oh, one. Oh, and is mystical magic, which magic. is just fun of just fun of, and, and magic. Mystical that's right. Artist, so pretty much you can breathe on him and actually make Superman burn. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> that's where her powers are based on. But we don't know mm-hmm. enough about her powers or her backstory. Right. So that was one. She stole with the, you know, Global Guardians. She goes in there and they have their adventure. And then she meets her other colleagues from there. And there's another person called... <laughs> Ice Maiden that was there on the team, and Ice Maiden left the team at the time, and then was replaced by another person, Ice, who we'll talk about later on. This is where Fire and Ice come in. So, she goes in there. Now, you know, uh, post-crisis, you know, Crisis of Infinite Earths, once again, they ordered, uh, they redid the history, and they changed her name, so she was renamed from, you know, um, let's see here, from Beatrice Da Costa, which I think that name was, okay, uh, mm-hmm. to Beatrice uh, Bonella da Costa. So they changed the name a little bit. And in this one, still got the magic flame powers, but she was a runway model. Okay, she's a runway model, showgirl, stage performer, and 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 but and then she finds herself um, you know, serving as a top secret agent for the Brazilian government, the uh SNI, which is cervical uh I can't even say so it's, you know, let's say service national, national information. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Or national information service. Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm just putting it like literally as it yeah. is the S and I. Yeah. So now this I I find interesting mm-hmm. because it's almost like that Sandra Bullock movie, right? Like it was a deep undercover or whatever, where she, or where she plays an FBI agent and she's uh she has to be a runway model. It was a comedy, it was a romantic comedy. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Miscon um miscongenality, miscongenality. Right. right. Yes, yes. Once again, I mispronounced yes. it. I know. So this origin, I like. I like the fact that okay, maybe she doesn't have to be a president of a Wayne division of, uh, you know, Wayne Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying because she can't be smart. I like the fact that her being a secret agent, posing as a runway model to get around, you know, as a cover. Yeah, which means she's trained in hand-to-hand combat, small weapons uh, fire, uh, intelligence. So she's still a strong, independent woman. Still strong, you know, not taking anything away from her. So it was like, I rather have the secret agent aspect over the CEO aspect who got powers through magic, right? I like the secret agent aspect who gets the power, who has a cover as a runway model, uses that to get around the world. I mean, like that TV show, which a lot of you will not remember, and if you do, you get extra points called uh, Cover Up. From way back in the days. Wow. Yeah. 
So now you got someone who's trained, and now she gets the power on top of it. Keep, I would still like to keep the the magic side of it with her mm-hmm. powers, with that training behind her. And of course, when she gets that, she still joins the Global Guardians. She's still a part of that UN sanction team, but it makes more sense why. You know, a CEO is going to have a certain frame of mind. They're going to try to run it like a business. And that doesn't work. Look at Maxwell Lord. Okay. You try to run the Justice League as a business as opposed to him really truly being a hero and understanding being out in the field. If she was just supposed to be administrative, then I could say, okay, leave her as a CEO aspect. But she's a field agent. She's a field person. She's out there fighting villains. So I like the secret agent aspect of it. And using her powers that way, so that's my two cents. So you know what, I'll 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 piggyback off of that because yeah, I agree. Like you're saying before, uh, my my little disconcern from the previous before her having being a CEO or being sorry, being a president of of the Wayne Foundation or the Wayne Wayne Enterprises, the Brazilian division, that was okay with me. Um, but you are absolutely correct in that regard. The stories were only could only kind of center either something's happened in Brazil where she's going to have to take point, or yep. is something where someone has to come in and basically either either something happened in Brazil, check something happens outside in Brazil and then it filters out, so she has to follow them, right. or something is outside of Brazil where someone outside like a Batman has to go in now retrieve her. You need to come and get your guy. Uh, this is, this is, give us the information on this guy. This is, this is a villain from your neck of the woods, you know, pun and half pun intended. And we just need to know what, you know, tell me about that person. So yeah, we're going to call you Beatrice. We need to talk. Fire or flame. Um, sorry. Now I just went blank. Flame. Uh, green fury. Green fury. Yeah. Flame fury. Yeah. Yeah. I know what's in flame. Uh, green fury. We need to talk about that. Uh, now, being the the model aspect of it, yes, I agree. I like that better because she has that more flexibility. She has the ability to go around being an undercover agent. She could just infiltrate, per se, any place. You know, in the world of supermodels, there's always something going somewhere. There's always some type of runways, some type of, even if there's no, no fashion show, quote-unquote, type of scenario, hey, you're going to go to Paris to, to go and just have interviews or have conversation or network with, Thank you. you know, other models in that area. Oh, while you're there, um, we're doing parties and whatever the case to be. And at one o'clock, she disappears, does what she got to do and get back out. Where were you? Oh, I just wasn't feeling well. I went to the bathroom. Just had to like, had a little, just catch some air outside and doing whatever investigation stuff she has to do. Makes it even better if she has to go to someplace. You were making, we'll make sure the party is just about a block away. Thanks, handler. Greatly appreciated. So I like that type of thing. And the thing is, while you're talking, I was trying to remember, we talked about, I'm dead sure we talked about a character who was either an agent or we were basically pinpointing the same type of narrative that because they're an agent, they have that freedom of, you know, has that ease of being seen and not being seen. Right. You're there, but what you're basically like, like, excuse me to make it sound like that, but you're like the Hobbit. You, you know, that's why we picked you. That's why Gandalf brought you on here, man, because you're, you're the best thief. No one recognize, no one pay attention to a hobbit. You're in and out. Was Bridget here? Uh, Beatrice is here? That's where I saw her. She's going to do what she has to do. So, um, I like that. So, 
making her powers uh well did he even I'm just now now that you say that I'm trying to let me look now. They they never really No 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 sorry. Yes, that's it. There it was. I, okay, it was I thought it was the next the next section. Yeah. That her powers is basically um in the course of one of her missions, Beatrice was trapped in a uh of a pyroplasmic explosion that in endower her with the powers of being able to exhale the right an eight inch burst of flame. So basically she'll make yeah. sure that she's covered by eight inches of flame all around her. She's basically like the fem- female human torch in that regard. Uh-huh. Which so I'm fine with. But well, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm okay with that too, but I agree with you. Honestly, I do agree with you. If they had the ability to uh bring some type of mystical aspect to it, make it feel as though like Flash, although we say that Flash got hit in a lab and then you start hearing some retcon saying like, well, um, Flash from the future shot the bolt. That, you know what I mean? Like I have that yeah, kind of Yes, thing. exactly, so exactly. So let's just twist around in that and just say, okay, the, the Brazilian gods or, you know, mystical um, ancient ones in that sense granted her that and basically say, we've been watching you for a little while, little girl, and that kind of scenario. All of a sudden, we just made the situation that you be in a pyroplasma explosion. We were able to infuse that with our powers. With our powers combined, you are now Green Fury. <laughs> yes. That's basically it. So I'm good with that. That That's how my head, I agree with you on that. I'm definitely part of part on you on that one. That if they had the ability to keep that little nuance, because how often do you see any um, hero, heroine you know, from Brazil, definitely in those days. So it would have been great to build off of that, but it was still, like you said, um, a character that they probably were planning to have a very eh, small yeah, amount know, like, of created a character just to say she was there. Correct. You know, they didn't put the too much thought into it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they did. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not the creator, right? I'm not trying yeah, to you, the the crap on what they did. I mean, of course, no, 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 completely, completely. But yeah, I think they could have gone a little bit better. So yeah. That's it. She came out as Green Fury. Okay, fine. And then during that same mission, like she started off as Green Fury, and then later on she changed changed her name to the Green Flame. So mm-hmm. now she's got the you know she can still project the flame. She's got flame around her body like the Human Torch. She's she's able to fly. Um, and then of course that's when she starts having this friendship. Now she's Brazilian, so she's got a very be it passionate. Uh, you know she's got a very passionate, fiery personality. Right? She's a mm-hmm. a, a true Brazilian woman. With a you know a lot of passion, so when they're excited, they're excited. And when they're angry, they're angry. And when they're happy, they are happy. There's no middle ground. It's just that's how her personality is, and that's how they always portray her. She's very mm-hmm. confident in how she dresses, how she projects herself, and 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 she's you know um, they say Brazilian women have that kind of a flirtatiousness that sometimes exudes from them a, pers- a certain type of sexuality exudes from them, and that's from confidence, and and she. They always write her mm-hmm. that particular way. She's not the shy, oh my god, uh, insecure. You never really see her with self-doubt. Okay, Congrats so you're a secret agent. You portray to be a runway model. You have these powers. So there's why I say I kind of nitpick. I want her to have the powers, be it magic, be represent the Brazilian culture. Let her be the secret agent. Let her be the supermodel, be her cover to get in and out of countries. And that way it gets her in and out of France. It gets her in and out of any place that has a fashion show, which is usually major metropolitan cities. It puts you there in the hotbed of all that stuff. And just 
if you're, I, you know, if you, and if you want to be real, let's look at anything that happens in the fashion world. You get people that are good, you get people that are bad. You get uh, your drug dealers and the, your your low lives that would show up at these events because they want to spend money, and you get your uh, higher ups of society who are very influential that have money. So she's in a good position, yep, to gather information and 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 take out people at the same time. Completely. And Completely. and then later on, she ends up becoming a part of Checkmate, which is. The, you know DC's version of Shield. Okay, mm-hmm. so this more aligns with what I got going on. So that's that's where I think. And I mean, I know she comes over to America, and she and she has a mission with Infinity Inc. You know, with a mission in Canada, and that's where she meets them. So Canada gets mentioned. So she goes from Brazil with an American superhero team to have a mission in Canada. Mm-hmm. Recon, you're in there. Beautiful. You know, if they would have had a layover in Barbados, I would have been set. If they would have been in BIM, I would have been set. I'm like, oh, she's covered it all for me. Check. And, <laughs> and and another part of her personality is she has this big sister that she wants to be protective. So mm. I don't know if she was I assuming maybe she was an only uh, uh, only child. I don't know. They never really kind of get into that in her background, and that's what I want to find out. They really get to understand her psyche and her character. So, you know, as the saying goes, we'll put a pin in that, right. and we're going to jump over now to Ice. Right? So mm-hmm. we go and look at Ice, because now the show is Fire and Ice, so that's that's one half there. Right? right. We talked about Fire, and I'm going to leave it off with a big sister thing, because you know, well, and it's not a, it's nothing to hide. It's just she acts like a big sister to the other superhero there, Ice. Yes. Or I, I, that's what she's known as now, but she had, um, you know, different names before. So I'm going to pull up my notes on, on Ice, and let's look at her. She had her things. So Ice, too, was a part of the Global Guardians. That's where she met her. Uh, where, that's where Fire or, you know, Green Fury, Green Flame met her, um, uh, met Ice, and she didn't go by Ice at first. She was backing up, and I think I got this right, another character. There used to be a character there called Ice Maiden. Ice Maiden right. was there for a while, and then Ice Maiden ended up leaving, so then Ice came over and became the new Ice Maiden, Ice Maiden. on the Global Guardians at the time. Now, poor Ice. They, 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 they. All right, this poor character went back and forth, back and forth, retcon this, retcon that. There we go. So she was also a part of the Global Guardians, and she was created by... Now, she was created later on. So Ice Maiden is who we see in the Global Guardians with Green Fury, Green Flame. Mm-hmm. So, so you're not seeing the Ice we're talking about at this point. You're seeing Ice Maiden, and those two have been there. They had a friendship going on. And, of course, I think it's a play of words. Fire and Ice it kind of goes their personality. But Beatrice's true friend is Ice, the second one, the second Ice Maiden. And that character was created by uh, Keith Griffin and J.M. Uh, DeMaltese and uh, Kevin Maguire. And she made her first appearance in Justice League International number 12 in April of 1988. Okay, now now I know. So this is where it's at. So this is where Beatrice, now at this point, Beatrice has gone from going from green flame and she started calling herself just flame. 
um, or, or just before that. So the whole story was the Global Guardians, as I mentioned before, were funded by the United Nations. These are heroes from all over the world, outside of America, and and this is what the team they're on. Now, at one point, Justice League International starts to happen. So that's like, you know, Justice League International. And that's when mm-hmm. Batman was on the team and he punched out Guy Gardner, which was hilarious. And this comic book had a little bit more of a whimsical um, storytelling Feels to it, it mm-hmm. with some action. Very popular, ran for a good while. So it gave Batman a little bit of a lighter side at moments, but he was still dark. He was a straight man. It was Black Canary. It was um, uh, Red Rocket. You know, he was so pretty much a picture. He was a Russian Iron Man. There we go. And, and you know, John Jones, Black Canary. And I'm trying to do this from memory. Um, you know, I think I've got most of them covered there. Uh, Blue Beetles on the team. And then later on, Booster Gold joins. So are, they're on the team. So yeah, this is where a lot of the, the humor would come from with Booster, Blue Beetle, and then seeing the the the, the power struggle between Batman and Guy Gardner because Guy Gardner was just a dick, and yeah, it was hilarious. I was just being Guy, basically. Guy was being Guy. Guy was being Guy. Yeah. Like, so yeah. this is where it is. So at this point, Maxwell Lord turned around. He just formed the Justice League International. He says, "Hey, he went to the UN. Says, hey, you guys should fund our team, Justice League International, instead of putting your money into any other team because our team is." got you know these renowned heroes these guys have been around the justice league everyone knows justice league the justice league covers even though it used to be Justice league of america they used to still go out there and defend the world they deal with the heavy hitters the heavy hitters are on the team so max as a businessman made a business proposal and he sold it to the un the un turned around and said good idea but it's Justice league of america and it's like no we've changed your name to Justice league international give me money and they said yes so they stopped funding the Global Guardians because Max was able to make a business proposal for the UN and they started funding Justice League International. This is why they got um, they didn't have headquarters. They had embassies. So this is why they had an embassy in New York. This is why they had an embassy over in Paris, France, and that was Justice League Europe. These are where these embassies came from because Maxwell Lord started kind of, you know, uh, branching it out branching like a franchise. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there was a Justice League Antarctica. I remember, yep. <laughs> Hard luck. Okay. So at this point, Fire and Ice turned around, or you should say Ice made it in a moment, and Green Flame turned around and said, hey, they're disbanding the Global Guardians because we're losing our funding through the UN. So it was Green Flame's idea to turn around and take who she saw as her little sister, which was Ice Maiden, Ice, the second one I'm saying, who we're talking about, go over to the Justice League International and then made a case of why they should be on the team. And it was basically something along the lines of, you're just a league international. But um, you don't have enough international people on the team. I'm from Brazil. <laughs> you know, and she's from... Uh, from no- Norway. Yeah, she's from Norway. So it would add to your international. And Maxwell Lord went, you're in. <laughs> I like the way you think there, buddy. I like the way you Exactly. So this is how they got on the team. This is where they started having that friendship. Now, the personalities are different. Just as I was saying that, you know, Beatrice was very, you know, passionate and very an extrovert. Yeah. Cora, different person. Very shy, demeanor, a little bit naive, innocent, pleasing to people. Yeah. 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 You know, very, she she was always very soft spoken, but her powers, not be messed with. 
picture Iceman amped up. 100%. And he's yeah, on Omega he level mutant. Okay. Already. Right. right. So she, has, she, has the power. she has the ability to create ice and manipulate ice. Um, and just let him not think for a second. Like, you know, you have Iceman who have the ability to create ice and manipulating. That's a different level because you have the ability to create ice, solid ice objects and be able to utilize that to the best of your ability, abilities, uh, defensive or off- offensive. Uh, whatever is needed at the particular time. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Let's suppose I think we needed someone like Grant Morrison to really sit down with this character and get into the, the nuances of what her power could be. Like when Grant Morrison started writing Justice League and there was a point where the White Marshals were invading, but they portrayed to be other type of superheroes and they're fighting the Justice League. That was our first kind of outing when Grant Morrison was behind it. And he wrote a, a, a little blurb there with uh, Aquaman. So Aquaman surrounded by a whole bunch of people and everyone's like, look, you're in the Arctic, you're Aquaman, you just talk to fish, what are you going to do? We're not afraid of you. <laughs> and Aquaman went, okay, yeah, but you see, all life came from the sea, including man. So therefore, each person in them still has the original cells and breakdown of that one amoeba that came from the sea. And everyone's like, uh-huh. He goes, so I don't really so much talk to fish as opposed to use my telepathic abilities to get into your mind. So what I'm doing right now, you guys don't know, this is, are you feeling that you're having some headaches? Well, I've just found that amoeba part in you that's born in every human being, and I'm giving you all a seizure right now. And the whole group of them just dropped down and blah, and he gave a whole group of people seizures. They didn't even lift a finger to punch nobody. And he's like, yep. I have low-level telepathic abilities. You guys don't even know. And he just started going about his business and left them in a in a mess without throwing a punch. You need someone like Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns, someone who really – and I'm only using those two. There's more out there mm-hmm. yeah, that would definitely. really sit down and say, what can I do with this person's power to show how powerful she is? It's never been, in my opinion, fully shown. So that's that's my thing. So Tora, uh, you know, and we'll go with uh, – let me go back to my notes. So – uh, oh my gosh, Tora, off, off's daughter. Olaf, 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 Olaf daughter. Olaf's Olaf daughter. daughter. Thank you, Tora. Olaf's daughter <laughs> is her name. Now here, oh, now once again, it's always you know her origin, revised origin, post in you know Infinite Crisis, pre-Infinite, retconned. Bottom line, she's a princess of an isolated tribe. Of magic welding Norsemen. Let that sink. Let, let, let that sink in for half a second. She's a magic welder. Once again, that's Superman's weakness. That's magic. Oh, wait a minute. Beatrice, magic. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. From an isolated tribe. Okay, all right. So she's not naive in the ways of, you know, she might not understand a lot of things in the way of the world overall, but. She's from a tribe, so she's mm-hmm. in Norse. That means winter. She knows how to survive harsh winters. Mm-hmm. She's gotten some training. Norsemen. Nor- and when you think Norsemen, you're thinking Vikings. You're thinking people <laughs> pillaging. And, and and okay, she can throw down. I never 110%. Think, anytime you see something with a Norseman involved, they throwing down. Watch Vikings. Right. right. And the thing is, she's a princess, so you basically have to understand that I, were, I, I would believe, uh-huh. although she's a princess, she's a princess of a very isolated village of that type of, you know, she's a magic wielding Norseman. 
So I believe her father would have made sure that at least you'd be able to defend yourself. So, in that sense, you may be a little soft-spoken, naive, whatever the case may be. But she would be able to put some licks in you that you'd be like, oh, can someone help me? I, I can't take it. Oh, God. And start, you know, passing people passing on and crying when she comes into the room. Yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. That let's, could be a problem. Let's put it this way. Take the movie Frozen. Yeah. Combine that with Vikings. And now you got Tora. She was she's the original Frozen princess before the movie Frozen came out. Disney, you're looking suspect. You're looking suspect, Disney. You're looking suspect. You're looking suspect. You're looking suspect. You might have to talk to DC. (laughs) DC DC Warner Brothers might have to talk to you. I'm seeing similarities in your characters because mm. Tora also had a sister and her powers were um, manipulating like flowers or something like that. Ice flower. Her, her sister's name was oh, Ice, name flower. Ice flower. Yeah. I'm looking at you. Frozen the movie. Just saying. <laughs> just, just, I'm just saying, unless you had the idea back in 1988, looking kind of suspect. <laughs> Uh huh. I'll throw flame. I'll throw flame on that fire. No pun intended. <laughs> so, this is where she came comes into, and I know she had you know uh, a different opinion. So, um, you know when when she came about. So, in a Danish graphic novel, Superman and the Tale of Five Cities, Superman and Lois Lane visit Osla and encounter Ice, a local superhero, and her sister Ice Flower. And they gave the names or the Danish names. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, so you're welcome. Uh, and the famous uh, Frogner Park. Okay, so once again, Superman has encountered both of these characters. This character mm-hmm. came about years later, you know, um, almost like 10 years later. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much like 10 years later, uh, 9, 10 years later than, than, uh, than Fire. Both of them yeah, part yeah. of the Global Guardians. Both of them turn around and join. And then they storm like a really close friendship. They're like best friends, the two of them. So they say opposites attract. When you're saying, when Rod was saying opposites attract, this really goes in. One, their powers are completely opposite. Their personalities are completely opposite. But they Mm -hmm. care for each other and they respect each other. And Fire looks after Ice as a little sister. Right. And sees her as a little bit naive and not seeing the world as what it is. So when they have, when Ice, at one point, Guy Gardner gets bonked in the head really hard. Like back... I, I can't remember if it was Batman. Oh, I was thinking Batman punched him or something hit him in the head. And it changed Guy Gardner from being this kind of male chauvinistic pig to a nice, sweet, easygoing person. Like, it totally changed his personality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people couldn't understand what was going on. But no matter which version of Guy Gardner there was, be it, if it was a nice, sweet guy or the chauvinist, both of them still had a major crush, major feelings for Ice and kept asking her out. And she kind of put it off. She was like, oh, well, Guy's so sweet. Guy was always sweet to her. He showed his gruff exterior to everyone else. And Beatrice was always saying, no, no, no. Ice, you're not seeing what he wants. He just wants to get in your pants. No, no, he's really a nice guy. It's like, uh-huh. So that would form this little kind of, you know, the tag-along friend. And, and to the point where Beatrice turned around and she's like, hey, Guy, if you do anything to hurt her, I will burn parts of you off that you'll never use again. And like she threatened him like a sister would, you know, yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. 
and 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 to Guy's thing, even though Guy did act a certain way, Guy really cared about Ice. So let, let's just get that there. He wasn't looking to get into her pants. He was looking to have a relationship with her, a, a long-term mm-hmm. relationship with Term her. Relationship. Right. Yep. It was he wasn't looking at her as a one-night stand, right? So he never looked at her that way. I know everyone who how you see Guy, generally speaking, would assume so. How he was written to points, he would assume so. But anytime it was him and Ice, he he got off the macho kick. So it was nice to see that she brought this out from him. But she was always a little bit naive, and she always thought she was bringing out the best of him. So that that was her origin. Pretty much Viking frozen princess. There we go. That that's how I'm sticking with that one. Okay. So what what are, what are your feelings on that one, Rod? Um. So with 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 her having the abilities, you know that she has, we we are finding the. What I would like to hear some more mm-hmm. is the mythic aspect of it. Same again, it goes again the same thing with fire. We're finding out that okay, so she her particular village, her her culture, her people are are very unique. They're isolated, so they're, you know. It gives you that type of feel, feeling like uh, when the woman in Themyscira, that it's kind of like isolated island, that there are in the same world time frame, but not part of that world. Yes. So I would, I would guess again, or speculate that this particular character, again, the naiveness is basically because she's been, you know, not sheltered, but she's grew up in a particular culture, a particular understanding of way of life on that. You know, in her her existence, now she comes outside. She comes to the modern world, and all exactly. that kind of stuff. So it, it's a great. Those are those are story points that'll be great to 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 stoke the fire on. Let's get a little more deeper on that and understand that. Where does she get her power? Is that is that um, is it genetics? Is it mystical due to uh, an so evil rituals? Or, a ritual heirlooms, you know, some kind of, you know, practice that she has to do. Maybe she has to do like in greenest, you know, in darkest day and darkest nights once a year, she has to come back home and get a, 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 a mystical recharge. Who knows? You know what it's I mean? True. But, it, but we don't know anything about that. So I would really like to, I would really like to hear some more on that for her. Um, and I like that in that sense that fire was first 10 years prior now you have another character who is now on the other side of the spectrum, like you know, literally 180 of the other characters of fire. But the origin aspect of it was both vague, but they're both mystical based, like you said. So it's a great thing that we now are the we are the lucky ones now to see that DC had written these characters to kind of work alongside each other and realizing I'm sure through enough issues enough you know enough responses they started to get some good feedback from people and realize you know we need to write these characters together we need to put them together and, and, and just go from there so uh i i like that's what i would like to see um again her origin is iceman type basis type of power manipulation of ice creating ice so yeah i would like to see how long she's been doing having these powers have she, has she mastered her craft or is she still a novice, you know, or she's just enough just to handle herself. But she said, I know I still got more training to do and, and, you know, go from there. She turns into an Ang who is great at wind, you know, wind bending. But we need to now, we need to now go to the other, the other realms to just like, Oh, I could do some fire, but I need, I need 
be taught by a master to use my full potential. So that's how I would look at it. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Uh, so this is what I'm saying. So with that, you know, and the Global Guardians, I know that was her, her origin, right? She's coming from that Viking village. So bottom mm-hmm. line, can she fight? Yes. She's not going to fight the same way as Beatrice, where Beatrice, in my opinion, would be trained as a martial artist, would be trained in hand-to-hand combat. Um, mm-hmm. she, her hand-to-hand combat, as much as she looks as, you know, she's got like white hair, you know, she seems very you know demeanor and stuff like that but in a fight mm-hmm. i think she would fight more as a viking so it's very um blunt force 100%. trauma she's not gonna be finesse of trying to do a spin kick she's gonna pick up a club and just bludgeon you <laughs> and punch you in the face because that's their fighting style valkyrie okay she'll be a, thank you she'll, she'll base she's basically she would basically be valkyrie yeah exactly. i will give her that i will give her that type of nordic type of approach Thank I'll you. Give her the Valkyrie type of fighting style. Once you say fighting style, I'm like thinking, I know I've seen that somewhere. Marvel side, Valkyrie. So yeah, Valkyrie. I will, exactly. I will definitely say that. Yeah. Because you don't see, you know, you won't see, um, for example, Thor doing a roundhouse. <laughs> You'll just see Thor punching somebody. Okay. Batman will do a roundhouse. Thor wouldn't right. do a roundhouse. Okay. Thor is He's just I'm the son of Odin. I don't do that. I just come in with the hammer. That's Who right. there defies me? I'm the son of Odin in your in your in your face it's gonna be more of a boxing style that that's his style gonna be as opposed to a martial arts style so that's what i'm saying for one part of it now i know when she joined the global guardians um her town was found by this guy named rod who brought her you know no relation to dj rod see uh brought her over (laughs) uh to join the you know the global guardians and meet dr mist become the second ice maiden and that's where it goes up to what point where i say she got you know um they were not funded anymore by the un now going forward they do join the justice league they do have their individual adventures and then there's a whole love triangle she finds she she's she has a crush ice i'm talking about has a crush on superman but it's not returned she knows superman has somebody there she's like oh superman just like people would see oh henry cavall oh okay uh okay great you can you can have a crush on him doesn't mean it's gonna come back but Right. Her and Guy did have a relationship, and that relationship did kind of go on and off. And then it was one particular adventure with the Justice League. She ends up dying, and that just kind of put ice. Sorry, it put fire over the edge. She just loses it because this villain named Overmaster was the one that ended up killing her. And you know, of course, be it DC, let's wrap it up. Nobody stays dead unless you're Barry Allen. Wait a minute, they brought him back too. Right on. So no one dies in comic books. You always keep coming back. That's the beauty of it. You know. Hilarious. So they go through all this, and at that point, when she does come back, she's been dead for a while. You know, um, fire is working totally with Checkmate, and then in Checkmate, I'm not sure. I think it must have been Volume Two or Volume Three of Checkmate, where she joins up. Ice does come back in issue number sixteen, and it starts that friendship again. Guy Gardner comes in, and he's kind of mellowed out, but he's still now a full Green Lantern. So there's a lot of things in there. So let's get down and keep to the main point. Main points are two characters, opposite ends of the totem, fire and ice, literally, both powers based in magic, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff open. I think this would be with Torah, you know, even then they do mention that she has a grandfather, she has a brother, and her brother tried to take over. And when their dad died, the brother tried to take over the tribe to become the new uh, king, but he right. had evil intentions for that that village, so that caused a lot of tension between the two of them it seems more and more like frozen dc you better you better talk to uh you know pixar all right so this is what it comes down to 
I would like to see a lot more of that explored. We get a lot, a little bit more of an origin with Ice. You know, we know she's got a grandfather. We know she's got parents. We know. I would like to see if her powers are really based in in magic, which they say they are. Then, is it magic from the gods? Because as Vikings in a small tribe, right, in a hidden tribe, mm-hmm. they would still have beliefs in Odin and Freya and Thor and Baldar and Loki. They would they would have that belief system that that's mm-hmm. that's what they've known their whole lives. So that to me makes sense, and that once again could be a good segue into, you know, Brazilian Mayan gods, uh, Norse gods. And making this more of a grand starts off on a base level and it can really open up this into the supernatural with a lot of, once again, cultural background, folklore and history. This is that's that's my point there. Mm -hmm. I like these. Get me wrong. I really like these two characters. And there is so much more to learn about them, given that DC would get behind them mm-hmm. to give them maybe uh, a mini series, a maxi series, but don't don't make it a fluff piece. Don't make it a fluff piece. Make it like it doesn't have to be dark and gloomy, but make it really informative and put a nice serious tone to it. Listen, I I, I will I will agree in the sense for one, you can't make this you can't make this a dark one. Because these characters are dark. No, these characters are dark. So you. So let's let's go straight from the let's let's take the dark aspect off the table right away. Uh, what I would say is we are we are looking at a a buddy cop type of scenario. You're looking at opposite of tracks. You're mm-hmm. looking at the um, what's that old one from back in the days? The uh, the one with uh, oh my god, the guy who played Quincy, basically from back in the days, like uh. The couple, like you know, the two opposite people who live. Together. Oh, the odd couple. The odd couple. Everything but the right word. So we could we can start off with that. Yes. We can start off with that type of comedy, not comedy, but we can definitely put. There's humor in that particular show. We can kind of pull off of that because you're having the outgoing person uh, who's just like, not saying have fun, but who is just like, who has no problem just being an introvert. An out, uh, out of her and just basically talking to people mm. and just like, I'm going to drag my friend Tora. Let's go out. No, I don't want to. Let's go out and have fun or something along that line. And you're going to see that although one is very the opposite, mm. you will throughout that series, you'll see that they're learning attributes from each other and how it's building them to be a better person. Um, That's- so I would definitely, I would, I would definitely like to see that. I would say correct that I want this to be a cartoon, not a cartoon. I I mean, a a series, like a Mm -hmm. mini series. Okay. My head is trying to debate if I want a a cartoon anime type or like a CW. Right now, you know, the CW aspect of it, like, okay, listen, Flash is, we know this is the last season for Flash. Yeah. But what they were doing with Frost, they were giving some good movement with Frost. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean to at least be able to make give us the good illusion with I'm sure it costs money for budgets and there's stuff along that line, yeah. but you had that ability. Uh, if you want to go an early um, flash, it had Firestorm. 
So whatever method that they were doing there, they could do the same thing with flint, with fire. Of course. So we we I, I would I can actually would like a live adaptation of it. Uh, and give me a give me a mini series. Give me, if possible, at least give me like two seasons. Um, and I want to have them pulling from the arrow slight type of universe, bringing yes. that type of storylines that it builds off of them, slash giving you that feel of the birds of prey type of scenario. Again, you know they're in they're in that universe. We're in the DC world. You have you have the call-outs, you have name drops of other characters, whatever the case is. Yes. You have you have global conversation about global. Uh then you have the conversation of maybe in this particular universe, they get hired by global. Um, but you see see if an ask it through their eyes. So it turns into, as I say it, it turns into like Supergirl, who basically was part of the DOC, the DOA type of scenario. Right, right, right. Where she was still there. But you never focus. You just notice that there's an organization. She's there, but when we're inside there, it was always about what three, four, the four main characters. We talked about them. You see people walking around, like people who work here, they're getting paid. Someone's getting a, 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 a bi-weekly check for working here, but that's it. So we could do something along that line and have some kind of interaction with the global, um, the global guardians, with global guardians. Then we can spin off and just say, okay, you know what? We're going to do something slightly different where um, this, again, turns into the buddy-buddy cop. Listen, we can do crimes for ourselves. I think we can handle it. Let's go. Let's get a room together, turn into the odd couple, and then, boom, we start fighting crime. They turn into their version of Heroes for Hire and call it a day. Well done. I'm on the same thing with you right there so all right so we're gonna get into our part of where we want to see this and fan cast it so here we go so i want to say this uh i agree with you with the cw i think with the flash ending dc legends tomorrow is done arrow is done right cw might be looking for another property to do right Mm -hmm. now they've got superman and lois uh i like what i see cool looking forward Mm -hmm. to the next season uh or the new season starting so when this comes up the season will be out that day or that week so i'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to watching it and especially with the new actor taking over as his uh, one of his twin sons, because the original actor decided to step back through mental health, and I hope he's doing better. Mm-hmm. So I would not, as a big movie, no. I no. want to see this as a CW series. Yep. I would say you're saying two seasons. I say give me five, right? Well, I, let's 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 you know it. Uh, right. I'm not describing what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking on that aspect and building up to that, you can definitely get more. But at least if you get at least two seasons in, that should be enough that you have a first. Yeah, you pass the first season. We can build off of that to make a second season, and by that build into third and so forth. But if you give me at least two, then you, you're getting enough momentum from people to say, okay, this is a good one. Carry on. Right. So here I go when I say five. So I mean five seasons. Okay. So give me season number one. You establish who Fire and Ice are. Get a little bit more backstories. Right. Season two. Um, so we, we, we get, we see the characters present day. This is after the global guardians have broken up. Mm-hmm. You put them in there at season one, let them kind of find their footing since now they've lost their UN footing, but you know, they still have their contacts. They still have their, the people they're dealing with. They're still villains out there to deal with. Beatrice is still within the secret um, organization. And don't forget, you know, Tora is a princess. So she's might be hearing stuff from back home and they're dealing with that, but still being friends and helping each other out. That's, that's, season season one season two 
would get more into maybe seeing what those plot lines are and seeing how maybe they crisscross over each other, right? Mm-hmm. And causing like, right. okay, so now we know Torah magic, uh, Beatrice magic. Okay, you're fire ice. Okay, blah 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 blah. You're dealing with the secret agent stuff and stuff happening in Brazil. You're dealing with stuff, you know, happening back in in your homeland in Norway. All of a sudden, wait a minute. Maybe the trickster god from Norway is dealing up with a trickster god from uh, the Mayans and has gotten together, you know, to deal with something. And you have to go oh, with another aspect of that. That that would be season two. Let's go full throttle. We Got need it. backup. Season three, slow reformation of the Global Guardians. Let mm. the guys who are Global Guardians show up the odd episode here and there, but then really bring the team together as a Global Guardian. So it's fire and ice. And have like a five, you know, arc storyline with all the global guardians. Let that be a big throwdown. And that could be a season three. Season four, get in there and let's finally say what's going on. Because if their powers are within magic and they're the avatars for these things, let's really open it up to a folklore, mysticism scale and dealing mm-hmm. with their gods and seeing, hey, and finding out more. And then season five, wrap up everything, wrap up all those storylines, give it a strong finish. Thank you very much. Do we have syndication? Boom, we're good to go. That's where it is. Now, CW would write this well because I like the writing that CW has done with Flash. I, you know, not all the times, but a lot of times I find it very strong. With Arrow, it was able to have the 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 seriousness with the 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 levity involved, and the same thing with hmm. Superman. So how they write Superman, and let those other characters make a guest appearance. Like you know, of course, Superman's still active, and he's active literally in both their books. Like. Superman was there for mm-hmm. meeting both of them individually. So they should know Clark. So they should put this C Fire and Ice in the Lois and Clark, sorry, Superman and Lois universe, not in another universe. Let them know this Superman and interact with this Superman. And that would add more to some of the stories and guest appearances and crossovers. Make it easier. They don't have to t- uh, jump universes. So that's right. where I'm thinking like five. You know, so one, it's on them. Two, a little bit more about their origins. Slow formation of the Global Guardians. Three, let's really get into the Global Guardians. Four, let's deal with the gods who've given them their powers. And then five, mm-hmm. let's go out with a bang by wrapping everything up and ending it off. Mm-hmm. And then ending, hey, do we are we still best of friends? Are we staying together? Um, you know, I know my people might need me, and, and your duties might need you. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but don't have it as a bittersweet ending. Have it as like, hey, you know what? We're friends first, and we'll figure all this out. And I don't know. Maybe make an appearance where Guy Gardner shows up. It's like, hey, how you doing, ladies? And he'd be like, ah, and then cut it off, and then let that kind of parlay into um, uh, the Green Lantern Corps at one point. Just a small roles for them until they find another role. That's where it is. So for me, CW definitely for okay. sure. Five okay. seasons, easy, no problem. Write it well, like how they do it. Put it in the Superman and Lois universe. I'm all in. And there's so much that you have for whoever takes on the writing of duties for this. And there's so much more they can do with it. So okay. that's that's where my passion stands with. Okay. All right. Okay. So on that note, mm. time to fan cast it. Ron, mm. Mm. I'm going to ask you, who okay. would be your duo? Who would be your fire and who would be your ice? Hit me with it. Okay. All right. So my fire, I would go for... Camela Mendez. Now, Camela Mendez, if you've watched the the latest installation uh, installment of Riverdale, mm-hmm. this is a young lady who plays uh, Veronica Lodge. Oh, oh! So I, I I was looking for 
I was looking for two things. I wanted to at least try to keep it as, you know, have a cultural base. So Thank at you. least from Brazil, Latina. So at least she can at least draw from, you know, her own personal experience. Yes. And again, even if it's something she may not know, she has internally personal family members who, you know, she can draw information from and draw from. So I wanted to have that. So I looked at, I looked at, I looked it up and I came across her name and I realized, wait a minute, Veronica, she does show on that show, on that show. She is a very, a very high profile type lady, you know, so can she play as a model? Sure. Yeah. Can she, can she be an outgoing type of individual? Yes. So, you know, these are small little factors that you can see that I'm like thinking, yes, Veronica's, you know, growing up and reading, Veronica has always been that outgoing one out of two. Again, that's the similar aspect of Betty, Betty and Veronica is, a, is basically the ice, fire and ice in that particular realm. You always had the two opposite mm-hmm. ends. Mm-hmm. So that was good for me. So I went with her for that. Then I went with, uh, Nicola Peltz Beckham. Now, Again, I was trying to see if I could find someone in Norway, uh, Danish, <laughs> you know, at least that. And I just wasn't finding anybody that, you know, brought it for me. And then I came across Nicola. And then I remembered, right, she played uh, Tessa Yeager on Transformer Age of Extinction. Extinction. So, so she could play the nice girl who, you know, who has that nice uh, the girl next door type of she was playing like the all-American girl type of, you know, oh, I'm just so nice and free, and I'm so good, and I'm so wholesome. And then her father thinks he's wholesome, and all of a sudden she's in the car drifting down the road um, with uh, Buddy Boy. Hey! Yeah. Keep your hands off my daughter. Oh, right. okay. So she has the ability to not say switch it up, but she okay. can give you that naive kind of look, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you give her the proper training and put a, a, a you know, this is how you're going to have to fight uh, Norwegian style and be able to take someone else. Um, yeah. So I could, I'm, that's, that's a little, at least a couple of the points I wanted to bring for Nicola and uh, Pamela. That's my fire and ice. Well done, sir. Well done. Well done. Well, Tip of the hat for you. Tip of the hat for you. All right, so the, those are your two for fire and ice. All right, I like that. I like that pairing. I'm gonna hit you up with mine. So uh, Got it. for fire, I was going with uh, uh, Marina uh, Bakrin. And you're gonna say, who the heck is that? She was um, in Serenity. She was in Firefly. She played Deadpool's oh. girlfriend <laughs> in, in in the Deadpool movies. In the first one, the one he got married to, uh, uh, Jessica. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Serenity, uh, Serenity. I, 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 I can see who you're talking right there. I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. If you but do the cast, if you do the cast of Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Marina Baccarin. Yep. Okay. Okay. Why did you know? I'm sure at the time when the movie came out, I knew that was her. Now I'm like, I went completely left and Vanessa. I went yes. completely left. That's Vanessa. That's Vanessa. So she plays Vanessa in the Deadpool movies with uh, Ryan Reynolds. So she is my fire. Enough said. You seen Deadpool? No. 
it stands yes. for itself. You watch Firefly Serenity, stands for itself. It, it, hundred percent, right on. 100%. So I don't even have to go further than that with her. Now, and of course, now, if, and and keeping what you're saying, keeping the cultural background, she is a Brazilian background, so she can definitely pull from that. Muy caliente. All right, now for my ice. Ice. I'm going with Ingrid Bolso uh, Bradell. Bradell? Ingrid Bolso. Uh, yeah, Ingrid Bolso Bradell. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm going with as my. Um, as, as So she's a Norwegian actress. She's done a ton of movies. Mm hmm. Um, sorry, I had so many here. I had to go back to my list. You know, oh. that we would recognize here. No way. Hold on. Westworld? So she's, yeah, she was in Westworld (gasps) TV show. Uh huh. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. And, and she is, uh, Norwegian. Right. (laughs) So, you know, both actresses, they have that look. She, she's, um, got, you know, as I said, she was in a ton of TV shows and movies, right? So she was in The Spy and uh, Hansel and Gretel and, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, she's got mm-hmm. a ton of work here. Yeah, uh, she's, she's been a little busy. She's it's been she's been a little busy. It's this actress busy. has been working, you know, nonstop. She was in Hercules with Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the most thing people know her from is Westworld on the HBO series. Right. All right then. That that's that's who I'm going with. So that's my pairing there for Fire okay. and Ice. Okay. That's uh that's that's a good run. That's a good run. You know, that's I think she you. does portray that um she's got the look of um ice, you know what I mean? You change mm-hmm. their hair a little bit to really reflect yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. She's got that nice warm smile and definitely can pull off that 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 she's got the look of she could be sweet, sweet and innocent, but then there's other mm-hmm. times when you see her serious, you know it's about to go down. Forget it. Right. No, 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 no. Like uh, you put, uh, I could see her with a battle axe in her hand or punching someone in the face and no one expecting it because she's gonna be so sweet and everything, and then someone's gonna say something and she's just gonna really like a Mike Tyson punch, not not a little karate chop. It's gonna be pop, and everyone like by the eyes, by the eyes of Thundera. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do this for Odin. What pop? And down they go, and they'd be like, uh, I was like, what do you expect? I was raised by Vikings. <laughs> my dad's a Viking. My brother's a Viking. My granddad's a Viking. We we don't do roundhouses. We do we do chops and punches and uppercuts and eye gouges, you know. Yeah. We do fisticuffs. We don't do karate chops. And I'm not saying anything wrong. It's just for her, as a Viking, that's their fighting style, where Beatrice would be chained uh, tra- uh, trained in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she would know things more like uh, Campoera. Yeah. You know, the Brazilian mark, right. Yep. Like DJ from Street Fighter. Okay, okay. That that would be her her fighting style. Give me that. You know, or the guy there from Tekken. Okay. Alright. So she would have that. Their fighting styles would be different, and it has to reflect. They really have to make that reflect to keep the cultural aspect of it. That's my mm-hmm. point. So, CW... These are my two actresses I'm going with. You know, okay. I'm going with Ingrid and Marana. Case closed. <laughs> okay. No, that sounds good. 
I might have to see you on that one. Definitely, definitely, um, definitely the, the first one. Uh, let me just get back to her. Mar- Mar- Marina. Yeah. 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 I. You're you're out of my mind now. I can't get past Serenity. I can't get past Serenity. <laughs> I can see her. You're right. Like it took me a second to realizing. Yes, she was also in Deadpool. Like I, I just I forgot to put that. I'm sure at the time the movie came out, I knew that they were together. But every time now I see her, I see her Deadpool. I see Serenity. I forgot. It's one of this. <laughs> Merge and form Voltron. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. That's cool. I like that. I like it. I like it. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of the show, people. Hold on. I think I just saw a clip. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just forgot. She's also does a voice of Gideon. Okay. Get off. We're, we're done with the show. Okay, so she really works with CW. Thank you, and yeah. we're done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, Rod's just making a point for me. So, you know, on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in. This is, has been the Iconist Podcast, and we really appreciate it. As I always said, like, subscribe, and share. Rod is cursing himself because he just gave me a point. And remember, you can find all my links at Barry3D down below. Uh, Barry3D.com, that's my website. You find all my links, including this show. Rod, where can everyone mm-hmm. find you? You can find me in the world of web uh, Instagram. You can find me at Dr. Shaking, Dr. Shaking, and Mr. Rod C, M R R O D C. Uh, you can definitely find me on the Twitch world at twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Yes. And uh, also, you can find me on TikTok at DJ.C, DJ Rod C1. If I remember, it's a one. I just got that the other day, so it's still in my head. Yeah, Let's we'll go. figure it out. No problem. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll put it in the basement down there. Awesome. So, as I said, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you have any questions or anything like that, please uh, put them in the comments below. We always reply to anybody. Follow us on our social media. Let's keep it going. And I always say, this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We're out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm not singing the song from Frozen. I refuse to do that one. Do you want to build a snowman? No. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> no. No. My kids I'm more about Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Hollywood burn. Baby, burn. Hollywood burn. We gone. Burn, Hollywood burn. I feel like going on. Oh, sorry. Did I sound loud? Okay, we gone. We gone. We gone.